I'm going to go with Eric Bieniemy. Um, this is a guy that should already be a head coach in the NFL. For some reason, teams want to keep passing on him. It's I don't fucking, really it. It's fucking terrible. Sorry to interject. <laughs> I'm gonna cut that out. <laughs> All right, welcome to episode 27 of Clubhouse Combos. Um, joined by Evan. How are we? Good, Colin. Great to be back in person with you. Yes, it's been a long time. Newman. Good. Look at you Sleepy. two cuties in a room together. Yes. <laughs> Never before seen footage. <laughs> Dan, what's up? Not much. Uh, got done with classes for the day and then got to work out in and here I am to record another pod. First day of class for you today? Yep. Yeah, same for us. I had, I had physics and then oh, I had... Newman's your guy. Hmm? Sounds like a blast. It's not bad. I, I think Newman's your guy for physics though. Luckily oh. I live with an engineer. Yes. Yeah. Anyway. Um... Should we get into the pod? Not much going on, obviously. NBA, NHL not playing. Off seasons are pretty slow. Uh, and we have the NFL pod, so it's really just baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got some Red Sox talk scheduled. Currently sit in the second wild card. Um, they're two games back in the Yankees for first. Have a two-and-a-half game lead on the Athletics. Four-and-a-half on the Mariners. Five-and-a-half on the Blue Jays. Uh, and they're eight back of the Rays for first place in the AL East. So how do we want to go about this discussion? Um, what are we discussing? Like, obviously, they're in the second wild card. You guys think there's a chance they get the first wild card or even catch the Rays? Okay. Um, well, I don't really think that they'll catch the Rays, although the Rays are done playing Baltimore, which is good for us because 18, 18 of 19 games, they, they beat them. So that's bodes well for us. Um, I think it'll just come down to these series that we play the Yankees. Um, obviously, like the way it's trended of late, the Yankees would probably, and I'm just saying this, by the trend, talk a lot about the trend. They probably take two, at least probably two of three against us, but you know it all depends on the matchup. I hope they have sale on the mound against the Yankees, but so we're going to come down to their uh, series against them and also the A's and those other surrounding teams because one series could change the whole landscape of the wild card right now. Absolutely, um, Newman. What are your thoughts? Um, you know, I agree. I think the Rays at this point. I think the Rays are kind of out of reach. But I think the Yankees are well within reach, especially they just lost their last two, puts us only two back right now. Uh, you know, one series could f- flip spots with them. I think, honestly, the wild card, I know we were all pretty concerned a couple weeks ago. I think the wild card is starting to look better and better for us. Hopefully the panic has kind of settled down. The pitching has looked pretty good. The bats are hot. It feels good. It feels good. Dan, anything to add? Um, not really. I mean, 
kind of like Connor was saying uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was concerned for their hopes to make the wild card, but it seems as though they've, they've settled. They have uh, stopped the streak of just losing game after game. So I think they're just going to squeak in and make that out uh, of second wild card spot. I don't think they'll catch New York. So I think they will be playing in the Bronx for the wild card game. Well, real quick. I mean, we did get pretty lucky, uh, you know, and it's about time that we, that we had some luck um, with the A's losing uh, Loriano with the 80 game suspension. And then on top of that, Chris Bassett's out a while, their ACE was at a phenomenal year. So we get some help in that department, which, you know, whatever, I hope Chris Bassett has a nice uh, return. I hope he gets better, but uh, we did get lucky in that, in that uh, aspect of things. And, uh, I think that's put the A's at a real disadvantage. They struggled against the Yankees in that series. So right now it's trending downward for the A's, which is encouraging for us as Red Sox fans. Well, I don't think the Rays are even like out of the question. Three game series, we start them tonight. If we sweep, we gain six games. All of a sudden we're two games back because every, once the Rays drop a game, we win a game. Also, that's two games we jump. We could be two games back by fucking Thursday. Um, so I don't think it's necessarily out of the question. Um, not saying it's likely the Red Sox haven't swept a series and God knows how long. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's looking very, very good for us to make the playoffs right now. I'm mm-hmm. happy with the progression. Uh, I would like to point out Kyle Schwarber, um, hitting 349 in his last month. He has the highest on base percentage at 573 in all of baseball since joining the Red Sox. Um, Dan, Evan, anything to say for your Kyle Schwarber hate? Yeah, uh, I'll go <laughs> first because I think that is directed towards me because if I remember, I had the most to say. Um, I mean, he's the whole worry for me with the Schwarber trade was the injury. It's is he going to be the guy that had the 25 home runs before the injury or was he going to fall off because he, he wasn't hitting for over a month? Uh, there's no telling if somebody's going to keep their hot streak after an injury. And he's he's been good since the injury. He's been fine. But great, I'd even say, for this lineup. Um, so that is a bad take on my part, and I'll own up to it. He's, uh, he's exceeded my expectations, so it's good to see that uh, they made a good trade at the deadline. Certainly. <laughs> yeah, I see you looking over at me, so I guess it's my turn. Um yeah, he's been he's been great. Oh, hold on. Red Sox just got Brad Peacock. We're going to the World Series. <laughs> oh, another reliever. Um well, on Schwarber, uh yeah, he's been phenomenal for us. Uh just gets on base. Like you said, just tons of walks uh from Kyle. Just getting on base. I think we got him now in the leadoff spot since Kike went down with COVID which I think is where he should have been hitting all along. That was where he had all that success with the uh, Nats earlier this year, uh, where he went on that insane run in June. Put him at leadoff, I think, is great for us. And I think even when Kike comes back, I think you got to leave Schwarber at the top of the order. I think that does a lot. And I think that's kind of where he's been comfortable all year. So I like that Cora went there. Um, you know, Kike is tough, uh, a tough loss. But, man, people have been stepping up. Like you saw – Arayuz or whatever his name is, like hit that clutch three-run homer against the Indians. Like they're getting production. Travis Shaw, Grand Slam, and hit another home run like a few nights ago. Like he's been pretty good. So Dahlbeck, like he's been great this month. So they're getting production from these guys that I didn't necessarily believe could give them production. 
And Schwarber is now at the top of the lineup, and he's been great since coming over. So really, it's all being put together well. Doesn't change the fact that I think the bullpen is really bad, and I think the pitching has been better, and I'm, I'm content enough with that. But the bullpen is losing them games. They lost them another game last night, three runs in the bottom of the eighth. So that's my only concern with this team. I think outside of that, J.D. Martinez getting hot. I think they're in a really good spot outside of the bullpen. I love, love what they have, and I, I love the team, but the bullpen scares me. Well, another thing is when Kike comes back, throw him in the nine spot that's huge to turn the order around give it right back to Schwarber at the top so that really helps line up um couple bullpen guys I have written down actually Richard since joining the bullpen 10 and a third innings pitched uh 0.87 ERA 0.97 whip opponents are hitting 184 he's got 12 strikeouts I watched him the other night he was very good um he looks really good out of the bullpen came in with I believe it was a one-run lead in the eighth yeah, because Odovino came in close. Um, struck out two, one, two, three inning. Looked really solid. I think if he could get comfortable, kind of like Drew Pomeranz did in San Diego a couple of years ago, that could be really valuable down the stretch. Yeah. I still don't trust him in the high leverage spots. I don't either, but it's early and he's showing good signs. Right. I know Newman's brought up this point a couple of times for you go over to him. Like you ride the hot hand, right? Newman, like that's been, I, I've heard you say that a bunch on the podcast. Uh, Barnes, you wanted to get Barnes a break, which I thought was probably the right move. And that's the and way Cora is gone. But hot right now. hot. So I think, yeah, he'll probably continue to see the ninth, Connor. Yeah, I would assume so. I mean, yeah, you just ride the hot, like you look at the A's right now. Trevino lost the job, but it's not like, and Chapman early in the year lost his spot. Did he lose the job? Off. Who? The Trevino. They, they pulled him from closer? Well, yeah, they gave Romo a try and uh, oh. Shafin, I think his name is, a try. And they both went pretty smooth. But they are – Bob Melvin said, we're going to go back to Trevino. Wow. We like him in that spot. Yeah. So, I think that's the same case here. Honestly, having Hansel Robles come in in the eighth or that Davies guy or Davis is probably not the smart move right now. I think Perez pitched a good uh, extra inning the other day. Same with Richards. So I'd like to see them get more high leverage chances, maybe go multiple innings like they're really supposed to be going. Um, But I have, I have, I'm optimistic about the bullpen. I was surprised that Whitlock didn't go multiple innings when Perez came in in the 10th. That was kind of surprising to me. Yeah, I agree. Like, for me, though, it's like, I, I totally agree with you, but they're, they're the same guys that they've been all year. I mean, nothing's different. Yeah, but in role. a condensed area, they're, they're pitching less innings, which gives them less room to make mistakes. So if they can That's just fair. find those two good innings of their mediocre four, hmm. we'll take the good two. Yeah. But, like, doesn't that show that, you know, our bullpen is – our weakest point. You saw yes. what the, the White Sox did. They added Kimbrell and Ryan Tepera. You saw what the Astros did. Kendall Graveman. Um, I'm spacing on names. Yumi Garcia. They added another, uh, another guy, Maton or whatever his name is. Like Maton. Those teams went out and got bullpen. And I'm a little concerned, come the playoffs, how important bullpen is. And the Red Sox had such a good bullpen that year when they won the World Series in 2018. I agree. Brazier's coming back soon, though. Yes. So... Maybe he can take on a role right back in the eighth inning. And it's playoffs too. You have freaking starters coming out of the bullpen. Shit gets crazy. Uh, We have like eight, eight, technically eight starter guys that could easily pitch multiple innings for us. 
I mean, Tanner Hope coming in six, seven, eight is like deadly because yeah, the first sure. time we're on the order, he's always so good. It's after the first time that he struggles. So we'll see. I don't, I, I, I like the Red Sox outlook. If they can win the wild card game, which I think they probably would, I'd take Chris Sale mm-hmm. and the, the order over Garrett Cole and the Yankees order. Um, Considering we pounded Cole earlier. This yeah, time. exactly. I would say that the Red Sox have a legit chance to beat the Rays in a series if everything held right now. Would the Rays be the one seed? I think. Yep. Um, yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's in the AL right now still? Yeah. Yep. yeah they're so at 82 I, I, wins, and the Astros are at 77, with, and the White Sox at 76. Yeah, I think I think the Red Sox would have a chance against the Rays. Depends on the pitching. Yeah. It all comes down. And their lineup's hot. I, I know Brandon Lau's had a great Joey second Wendell half. Too. Joey Wendell's been good all year. Meadows. Yeah. Wander Franco will talk that streak the, uh, of 29 straight games on base. Yeah. Shortest only to Mickey Mantle before 21 years old. So that's pretty legit. So they got a good lineup. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, should we move on to lineup card? Yeah. All right, boys. So we got an all NFL lineup card here. Um, Cause we don't really talk about the NFL enough on clubhouse combos. Obviously we have the podcast uh, for football exclusively, but here, are you guys ready to get into it? Yeah. All right. We'll start with Colin, go Dan Newman, and then myself. So Colin, give me your pick for MVP this year. Taking Josh Allen. Uh, looked great in preseason week three. I just it, – it pains me because I'm a Patriots fan, obviously, but I love Josh Allen, so it's hard to root for him and also root the Pats because it's in the division. But uh, I love Josh Allen. think he's going to have an awesome year. Are you also sad that you don't have him on a fantasy team? I am, but I have one draft left, so. You can try so to get I, I'm more sad that I had J.K. Dobbins in both my leagues. Yeah. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins out for the season, torn ACL, huge loss. I drafted him in uh, the league I have with Connor, so that's fucking great. My RB two, I think, is Philip Lindsay. So gotta make a trade. Uh, Dan, who is your MVP? Uh, my MVP is going to be Matthew Stafford. Um, he's gonna go into Los Angeles. He's gonna light it up with no running back there. I don't care if you think Sony Michelle is good or not. He's gonna go in there, light it up. The narrative is going to be around Matthew Stafford and the Rams, and he's going to get the MVP. The MVP always goes to somebody that's got the media headlines, and it's going to be Stafford in L.A. But, Dan, Evan thinks the Rams are going 9-8. and eight. <laughs> Well, he also thinks Dallas is going 14-3, and three, so I can't, I can't help you there. You can't reason with me. Yeah, you won't be able to reason with me. But we'll see. I mean, it's going to be a pass-heavy offense. There's totally the potential for it. Lots of playmakers. Uh, Connor, who's yours? Uh, I'm taking the chalk pick. I'm taking Mahomes. I think it's a Mahomes revenge year uh, after coming short in the Super Bowl. Um, I drafted Tyree Kill yesterday in the first round. I hope he goes off. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Clyde either, so I think Mahomes has every opportunity to fucking throw the ball all over the field. He's got Kelsey, the revamped O-line that I love. Uh, I think he's going to be insane this year. All right. For me, many people will not be surprised. I am going to pick Dak Prescott. Mm -hmm. I have a bold take surrounding Dak Prescott. I want to say Dak throws for 
close to, if not 50 touchdowns this season. I think he stays healthy the whole way. I think Adam Schefter is fake news. I think his shoulder is fine. Kellen Moore came out and said that his shoulder was fine. I think, I think it's just hyped up by the media. They hate the Cowboys for some reason. You see Stephen A. Smith on ESPN, you know, t- spitting his nonsense uh, about the Cowboys. And I think this is the year for the Dallas Cowboys. Let's go. And listen, every year. No, I've, excuse me. I never said that. We dumb boys. I have never said we dumb boys in my life, but I'll say it now. You just did. <laughs> now I'll say it. <laughs> uh, so I'm all on the Dallas Cowboys train. Uh, and look, we have the tapes, so now we can hold people like myself accountable, like we did for my Kyle week eight. take. Can't wait till week eight and they're like below <laughs> 500. Can't wait. Uh, they open the year against Tampa Bay, and if they beat Tampa Bay, I think one of you should apologize to me. I, I, I really do. Uh, anyway, if they beat if they beat Tampa Bay, yes, I'll apologize to you. Okay, cool. Make a whole post about it. Thank you. I would appreciate that. It, it would give me good good, good press. <laughs> uh, hold on, dude. Look at this bad glitch. I lost twenty seven twenty four, and it's saying I won twenty four nothing. What? Changed my record and everything. I should be three and two. Madden has lots of bugs. Garbage. The players disappearing mid-game. A million practice injuries. Things wild. It's brutal. Uh, Dan, do you have that problem? I know you spent 20 games in the pregame. 20 minutes Uh, in the games. No, I really haven't noticed any glitches. I mean, (laughs) I usually only get one practice injury a week. And I think the most I got ever was like three. I haven't had any problems. So what about players just disappearing mid-game? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't I don't have any of those issues. They all have the problem, but I don't. One one game, Mostert just like had a huge first quarter and all of a sudden he was just sitting with the defense and just never played again. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't got that sitting problem. It's wild. Yeah. I don't have a glitched version of the game. That's bad. Maybe it's only on Xbox. I should check for an update. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Colin, your pick for Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, said it before, I think Rodgers and Adams are going to have a huge year. I'm going to take Devontae Adams. Um, what is the touchdown record? 22 in a year? I believe. I think it's 23. I would say he catches 20 this year. Wow. Yeah. That's how I am on them. Yep. Uh, clearly the number one receiver, uh, Dan. Who is your offensive player of the year? Uh, my pick is going to be Patrick Mahomes. Um, I think he's just like Connor said, revenge year. He's going to be good. Um, unfortunately, I think he's going to start to get the the role of he's really good. So we're not going to give him the MVP. Um, kind of like what we see with Brady and uh, LeBron James in the NBA. It's like you're just so good. You're expected to be good. You're not going to get that MVP award. Um so I think Patrick Mahomes gets offensive player of the year, but I don't see him getting the MVP. Connor? That's a fair assessment. I went with Kyler Murray. I think he's going to have a breakout season. I think he's probably going to be the best fantasy quarterback. Uh, I drafted him yesterday as well. Um, so many day. weapons to throw to, including um, Hopkins, obviously, is a fucking stud. Not a lot of running back there either, Chase Edmonds. So you're going to see – Murray do it with his legs as well rack up those touchdowns and the rushing yards I was going to pick Derrick Henry and then I remembered he won it last year I'm like they're not gonna fucking give it to him two years in a row mm-hmm. um 
but I like Murray a lot this year. I think he's going to have a breakout year. Yeah, I went with Christian McCaffrey, and this is just the year for a lot of things. It's the year that McCaffrey finally stays healthy and is a top, is the top fantasy running back. This is the year that the Cowboys win the division and get back into the playoffs and win 14 games. It's, it's a year for a lot of stuff. Uh, and, and I'd also say it's the year that the Pats get back in. Uh, but Christian McCaffrey, if he can stay healthy, this dude's capable of putting up just insane numbers uh, that really – I, I want to say that like have not happened in like years. Like I get Derrick Henry and his ability to run hard 2000 yards, but McCaffrey could easily get a thousand yards via the air and on the ground. Just like just such a phenomenal player, such a great athlete. And I'm so happy that he's back. It's great for the NFL. And I hope that he has a sensational year, which I think he will. Um, anyway, moving on to the other side of the football uh, where these picks might be a little different. I'm curious to see what you guys have chosen for defensive player of the year. I wonder if anyone picked Aaron Donald, Colin. Uh, I took Jair Alexander, same guy I took in the under 25 draft. Um, to me, this is like a guy who could have won it last year. Like I said on the last pod, 11 catchers allowed all year. Um, the problem is he just doesn't get thrown at enough to get the interception numbers. Like if this guy got thrown at 50 times a year, I bet he'd have seven, eight picks, but he just doesn't get those targets. Um, I'm still going to take him anyways. I think he's the best corner in the game. Probably. I mean, people make the debate Ramsey. I don't love Ramsey personally. Um, so I'll go Jair, get some recognition this year. Well, it says a lot about him that they don't throw his way, but there, there's also metrics now that like, you know, dive even deeper and they'll show that he's, you know, top corner for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dan, defensive player of the year. So I went with Aaron Donald. Um, it's a pretty consensus pick, but I would have went Jalen Ramsey, but he plays DB. Um, it's very hard for defensive backs. Uh, like Colin was saying to win the, uh, win the award. We saw Stefan Gilmore do it, but it's just not, it's not common. Um, Woodson. So Yeah. Um, again, just it more often goes to a defensive lineman or linebacker. It seems it's just hard for the greatest uh, defensive backs to really make an impact on the stat sheet for the media to write this narrative. So I'm going to go with Aaron Donald. I'm, just, I'm sticking with the D line as well, but I'm going Miles Garrett of the Cleveland Browns. I think that defense is going to be fucking scary as shit. Uh, I think he's going to register. Let's see. What did he get last year? 12 sacks in 14 games. I think he, I think he hits 15 this year. I think he's a fucking animal. Um, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Miles Garrett was my pick for um, something. Uh, I think sacks leader. I've had him. Uh, so I agree with that. My player for defensive player of the year, I'm going Roquan Smith with the Chicago bears. I thought he had a sensational end of the year last year. I uh, had, 150 tackles almost, uh, four picks, 11 sacks. This dude does it all. And when you're able to get so many tackles like that, so many sacks like that, and even to get four picks, I think says a lot about a player. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the league. And on a good defense like Chicago, I think this guy is destined for, you know, to be in this conversation finally, because it's about time. Like some of these other players got some love that they deserve, had such an incredible year last year and he deserves all the love. Uh, but like, like Dan said, it's just about the media narrative and who they want to bring up. So, uh, but I hope Roquan Smith gets some love this year. 
Um, moving on, uh, offensive rookie of the year. Tons of options. You can stick quarterback. You could go with maybe a running back like Najee Harris. Colin, who'd you take? Uh, neither of those. I took Kyle Pitts. Uh, I think he's going to have a great year this year. I think he'll be the best receiving rookie. I think he'll have more yards than any of the wide receivers. Um, probably more touchdowns. He's just a specimen. I expect Atlanta and Arthur Smith to have a ton of fun using him. I bet he would be in the backfield at some point, working out of the slot, um, obviously in the generic tight end position as well. Um, just so versatile, such an athletic freak. I think he's going to just dominate. Dan? Uh, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. Um, it, it, it's a quarterback's award. We saw that last year with Justin Jefferson. Um, clearly had an insane year as a rookie wide receiver, something you don't normally see, and Justin Herbert wins the award. Um, it's, it's a quarterback's award, it seems. If you're a rookie quarterback and you do well, you're going to win the award. And I think Trevor Lawrence – whether Urban Meyer is screwing it up down there or not, I think he's going to be good enough to win the award. Well, it's a quarterback's award, but I'm taking a running back. So I'm taking Najee Harris. I think really outside of Lawrence and Zach Wilson, if there's too much, too much unknown about when these other quarterbacks are going to get in the game. And I don't really have much faith in Wilson or Lawrence to really separate themselves so Najee Harris, who I think is going to get consistent touches. I know Tomlin wants to run the ball after that run game, I think was 32nd last year. I think he's at every down back. He's a fucking beast. I saw in the preseason, he's freaking evading tacklers, making 50 yard runs. I love him a lot this year. I think he wins. Yeah, I went with Trevor Lawrence as well, Dan. And it also has a lot to do with draft position. I think it's you're most likely to see a guy in the top five, top 10 win the award. Uh, just because of all that expectation, they hit it. And I think Trevor Lawrence would be able to separate himself as the best quarterback from that draft. I know Colin has maybe some differing opinions on Trevor Lawrence, but I'm a big fan of his. And I think he has a great year, even though the Jaguars and their defense might play very poorly. Um, um, one, th one thing that bring, I just want to bring up is um, mm -hmm. you bring up the tall top draft pick thing, but it, it goes further than that with the whole just being a quarterback. Years ago, we saw Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott competing for the award. And a lot of people thought Zeke would be it because he was the higher pick. He was, what, the fourth pick in that year's draft? And Dak Prescott wins the award as a fourth-round uh, pick. It's a quarterback's award. If you're a rookie quarterback and play well, you're going to win the award. Hmm. Yep. And you get the most recognition for sure. Um. Flipping over to defensive rookie of the year. Lots of options. Colin. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to get his name wrong. Is it? It's Jamon Davis, right? Jamin. Jamin. Second time I on know. the podcast. I couldn't remember. That's why I really was hesitant to say it. Um, <laughs> he's my defensive rookie of the year pick. Um, some, he kind of reminds me of a Roquan Smith. Um, I think he's going to be very underrated, but do pretty much everything for that Washington defense. Uh, which, which I'm very high on this year. I think that defense is going to propel him into the playoffs. Uh, so give me Davis as rookie of the year. Dan. I like that pick. Uh, it's a pick that I thought about, but I'm going to go with Patrick Sertan. Um, he seems like he's got all the tools to be a generational talent at corner. Uh, an all-pro is a rookie. And I think in that Denver defense, he's going to excel and he's going to win defensive rookie of the year. I think we talked about it already. The problem with these defensive rewards, no freaking corners win. I think only um, two rookie corners have won it in like 20 years. I was reading um, 
I'm taking Micah Parsons. Unfortunately, he might not get enough recognition because the Dallas defense is going to be fucking shit. But <laughs> from what I've seen, I've been watching Hard Knocks. This dude is a fucking freak athlete. He's so fast, runs right through the line, sacks everyone. It's ridiculous. This guy's a fucking beast. Um, probably would lead the team in tackles now that they seem to be putting Van Der Esch on the bench. Um, but yeah, I love mm-hmm. Micah Parsons this year. Yeah, Connor, I also went with Micah Parsons, uh, and I just have a hesitancy. I love Sertan. I love Sertan, but I've seen just a lot of rookie cornerbacks struggle mightily. Jeff Okuda was one of the worst cornerbacks in the league uh, that in his rookie season, just getting picked on. Uh, You know, C.J. Henderson's now falling out with Jacksonville, just gets burnt. Uh, There's multiple tapes out there of that happening i don't trust the rookie cornerbacks right away i think the receivers the elite receivers that he's going to be matched up against especially in year one just not yet developed are going to pick on him and they're just not accustomed to seeing people that can run routes like especially in that division especially kill and keenan allen exactly it's going to be so hard for him to have a good season in my opinion just the way it goes you could say the same about jc horn in carolina i just i don't trust these rookie corners uh to Newman's point, he's looked great, um, and he's going to be playing edge. I, I would hope that he could get, you know, 10-plus sacks this year, uh, tackles. Although, I, honestly, I don't really know if he's playing edge. I just kind of assumed he might be, but he could be playing linebacker at first. Depends on how they want to use him. But really talented player, and I'm excited to see his development. I think um, Mike is going to be more of a high – he's going to be a hybrid. He'll be Mike, a Mike backer and probably also getting some blitz packages off the yeah. edge. It's what he's really good at uh, in college. And then even in high school, uh, he converted from defensive end to linebacker when he went to Penn State. So he does have that background of being a rusher uh, from high school. So mm, Versatile. Moving on, good analysis there, Dan. Moving on, we're going for coach of the year. Uh, lots of options here. I, I, I think Dan and Newman might have agreed. Colin, who do you have? Um, I just want to go change my pick, but I doubt they'd give it to him two years in a row. I would have changed to Steph Newski. Um, Dude, you keep calling Steph Newski. What's his fucking name? <laughs> Stefanski. 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 I, sorry, I mean, I let that go I mean, like five times on the pod. Stefanski. <laughs> um, but I'm going to stick with Sean McDermott. Um I think those are my one seed, if I remember correctly. So I'll go McDermott. Yeah, not to be a dick or anything. Yeah, go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, Dan, coach of the year. Um, I'm going to go with Brandon Staley, um, the Chargers head coach, new head coach. And I'm not going to say much because I'm actually going to let Connor uh, talk about this, seeing that he's the Chargers fan. But I think uh, the Chargers are going to have a good year this year um, and make the playoffs. So I'll let Connor go. Great pick. I have Brandon Staley as well, uh, former defensive coordinator for the Rams. Uh, you saw what he was able to do, uh, comboing Aaron Donald and Ramsey. Hopefully, barring another injury to Derwin James, he'll be able to do the same thing with James and Bosa. And Honestly, I pick him just because of how much of an upgrade he is over fucking Anthony Lynn. Hopefully he knows how to use his timeouts correctly. Uh, doesn't just run out the clock when we're trying to win the game. I mean, just watching him uh, on the Instagram, he seems like a very, you know, pedal to the metal. Let's fucking run down these guys' throats and never take the foot off the gas. So I'm in love with him already. Mm. Fuck Anthony Lynn. 
Oh. <laughs> Uh, yes, Anthony Lynn, now a peasant offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions. So you kind of feel bad for him. Where he belongs. Uh, with Goff. Um, it's my a, turn. Drop it's off my turn. Herbert to Goff. Yeah, right. Huge. Uh, I'm up. I'm going to go Ron Rivera. Uh, I know we both, Colin, at least in me, love the Washington football team this year. If it's Patrick, we'll be able to get it done once again. Uh, love the defense. I don't think they need really much. Um, more uh, analysis there. The offense, I think, has improved. Curtis Samuel is there now. Another developed year of Antonio Gibson. They still have J.D. McKissick out of the backfield. And McLaurin's developing even more. Uh, and they got other receivers. Like, there's some Sims dude that's Steven there. Sims. Yep. Logan Thomas emerged Logan Thomas. Year. Lots of weapons, and they still have Sheriff on the offensive line. It's, it's a good team. And I think Ron Rivera, what a statement this would be if Ron Rivera wins Coach of the Year as like COVID ends, like, wouldn't that just be like, I don't know. I feel like that just like fits well uh, right there. So I'm going to go Ron Rivera. I like the football team a lot. Uh, and it's funny. I could be talking about any football team. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, let's see. What, are, what are Comeback we? player of the yes, year. Yes. Comeback player of the year. Um, I, got I know they give out this award. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't really think of, of somebody. I have Dak Prescott. Anything to say about Dak? You said you like Dak a lot. Yeah, I, I think he's going to have a good year, but, like, I just think it's just going to be so – it's it's him, McCaffrey, maybe Joe Burrow. I think Dak's going to have – I mean, like Dan said, most of these awards are quarterback-driven. Um, Dak is as big a market as you can get with America, America's football team. Um, so I'll take Dak. Dan. I'm also not going to go Dak. Uh, he's just the more significant name right now. Um, I think he's going to have more success than Joe Burrow. So, I, I mean, Dak Prescott is, I think, the easy pick, uh, given the media narrative, um, just being uh, the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. So I'm, I'm going to have to go with Dak. Connor? Yep, I I have Dak too. It seems like a pretty chalk pick. I guess not as exciting as when Alex Smith got to play football again. Um, that was pretty sweet. But I think Dak just stepping back on the field, he probably locks the award down for the year. Yeah, uh, I'm actually not going to take Dak um, <laughs> well, <you're stupid. laughs> because I think we all understand the type of year that he's going to have. Like you know, I just think the Borrow story is is more interesting gets knocked out week five. God, he was playing so well right before he got injured. That sucked. I believe that was against uh, Washington. If I'm yeah, Chase Young. Chase Young. So I just like that story a little bit better than the Dak story. I think Dak has the expectation that he's going to perform at a higher level than Joe. And it's a torn ACL. It really, and just the way he went off the field it did not look good. Uh, so I just I, I resonate more with that story than the Dak story, to be you, honest with dude, you. Dude, you could have cut what you just said out and pasted it into a newspaper and wrote Dak Prescott returns. It's the same story, bro. Week five, Dak led the league in passing yards. He was on an absolute terror. He's gonna win MVP. And then he just gets his leg shattered on national TV. I, I resonated more with the Joe story. And I have such high expectation from Dak. I'm saying he wins MVP. I expect him to do that. Okay. It's not a comeback story if Joe comes back and they go six and 11, though. <laughs> well, I think they'll be better than people think. That's pro- partly why. But then I have Dallas 14 3. There, there might be flawed uh, reasoning, reasoning yeah. in, my, in my pick, but listen, <laughs> I, I like Joe Barrow a lot uh, this year. Uh, assistant coach of the year. 
Colin. Um, I'm taking Brian DeBall. Hope I said that right. DeBall. DeBall. What? Brian Dable. Dable. Dude, it's spelled D-A-B-O-L-L. There's no Daybell. It's not, where the hell did that come from? Um, I, have Alan, I have Allen as my MVP pick. I think that offense is going to be lethal again this year. Um, so I'll go back to Dable as he won this year as well. So, Dan? Um, I'm going to go with Eric Bieniemy. Um, This is a guy that should – already be a head coach in the NFL. Um, for some reason, teams want to keep passing on him. I don't it's really fucking, it. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> Sorry to interject. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it is. It's just I don't understand what goes into the process of hiring some of these coaches and they don't come out with Brian Dable or Eric Bieniemy. I mean, two of the top offensive minds <coughs> in, in the league right now is offensive coordinator. So it's it doesn't really make sense. But um, – I believe he'll win this award. Casey's offense is going to be ridiculous. Um, and I know Andy Reid, a lot of people want to say he's calling the shots, but I think Eric Bieniemy plays a bigger role than a lot of people want to give him credit for. Connor. Yeah, I have Bieniemy as well. Um, let me know how the Texans hired that Cully fella instead of Bieniemy. That's just beyond me. Um, yeah, he looks Brian, like he's ready to hit his grave, to be honest with you. Yeah, that was I just mean, ridiculous. He's probably just aged 10 years since expe- <laughs> signing to that job. Honestly. But, I mean, Benemy almost deserves as much success for Patrick Mahomes' success as Patrick Mahomes does. I think he's a huge part of that offense, why they're so fucking unstoppable. Deserves to be a head coach. It's ridiculous. Mm, yeah, um, yeah is a good pick. Dable is a good pick. Uh I could have picked Kellen Moore, but I didn't really want to pick another Cowboys uh, option here. <laughs> so I went with Byron, and and I like this. But I went Byron Leftwich of the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. Seems to be an offensive coordinator's type of uh, of you know award here. And the Bucks offense, I think, is so good. Obviously Brady, and with just the slew of running backs that they have this year, they can really do whatever they want. They can run certain plays for these guys: Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette, uh, Gio Bernard. There's someone else I'm missing. Um, and just the receivers are so talented there. The old line is so good there. Like it's the perfect offense. And I think this guy deserves a ton of credit, uh, working with Tom, uh, on the offensive side of the ball there. Um, one sleeper pick there real quick. Um, uh, Todd Bowles. Um, I really like the guy. I mean, that defense is insane. I know he's got a, a good roster there, but I think Todd Bowles has really turned it around since being fired from the jets and has kind of risen his stock to a point where maybe he does get a head coaching job. I know there are some rumors this year, but um, maybe this upcoming winter, we can see Todd Bowles becoming a head coach again. Yeah. I like Washington's defense so much. I'd say that coordinator too. I don't know who he is, but. That's a good question. Daniel, you want to look that up? Yeah, I got that uh, real quick. Yeah. Being a coordinator is, uh, is an a thankless job. job. An thankless job, yeah. And I do think the media narrative, especially around the time of the Super Bowl or with Bowles, really ramped up. I remember on the yeah. broadcast, I think Tony Romo was even like, when's this guy going to get a job? Yeah. Whatever the fuck was on the call there, uh, which I think he deserves. But it just his I just remember him with the Jets and just his energy on the, just on the so sideline. Low. Just like so low. Who is it? Um, it is Jack, Jack Del Rio. Oh, 
God, I hate the sound of that. But <laughs> with too. that, with that defense, I mean, it's hard to deny the potential for it. Has he been there? Yeah, he's been there last year, right? Yeah. Last year, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Dude, what's the SPN for that job? Good for him. It's like inheriting your dad's fucking twenty million dollar <laughs> bank account. Yeah, he's set. Um, all right. Lastly, here on the lineup card, we're in the nine hole. Uh, pick for fantasy football player of the year. Uh, it was really up to interpretation how you wanted to take that. I personally did not take it with like the number one pick. I kind of went a little bit down. Uh, Colin, who did you take? Um, obviously, non quarterback because um, they always score the most points. I went McCaffrey. I think he's going to have a huge year bouncing back. Um, going to be a great safety valve for Sam Darnold, who I expect to have a, a good year, a step forward for him. Uh, if they don't go and get Deshaun Watson, I expect Darnold to put those rumors to sleep. I think he'll be good enough for Carolina to think there's a future with him. And I think McCaffrey will be a huge part of that. Obviously, defense as well. It's a game plan mostly for him because he can be used so many different ways. And I think Darnold is just going to benefit from having – you know, like DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, um, McCaffrey being surrounded by a, a very skilled guys, whereas in New York, it was Sam Darnold's the only guy with potential on this field. So all we got to do is stop him. Hmm. Dan? Uh, I went with Alvin Kamara, um, another running back that is a menace in the past game. And when you really look at the Saints offense, uh, Michael Thomas being out for most of the year. And then after that, who, who is Jameis Winston going to throw the ball to besides maybe Taysom Hill? I know they have Marcus, Marcus, Marcus Callaway. Callaway. Trey Quan Smith. Understand. Um, <laughs> Trey Quan <laughs> Smith. I got that name right. I know yes, that. you did. No, but Callaway um, for sure. Well, like none of these are elite receivers, good receivers. Marcus Callaway has yet to play meaningful snap, snap, yeah, snaps in a regular season game. So I think the Saints are going to really rely on Alvin Kamara, uh, whether uh, running the ball or catching the ball out of the backfield. So that's I my think pick. Just to the Saints point real quick, I think they, they'll they probably make a move similar to the Sanders deal. If that, I don't know if that was last year or the year prior. Um, but, you know, like impactful veteran receivers are easy to find. Are there any free agents left? I know Larry Fitz might still be out there. Uh, he's not coming back to play Fitz. I took a gander. I'm, cu- I'm just curious who's there. Um I think there's always decent receivers that are still yeah. available around this time. Heard T.O.'s looking to come back. <laughs> <laughs> we got Ocho Cinco in the building. <laughs> Who's your pick, up. Newman, while Dan looks for wide receivers? Uh, my pick, Homer pick, it's Austin Eckler. I would shout out uh, anyone who took, like, James Robinson or Gus Edwards wicked late because those are super valuable now. But Eckler, just two years ago in a full season, had 92 catches and eight receiving touchdowns. So the upside for him, for anyone who got him at the back of the first, is fucking ridiculous. It's bas- it's McCaffrey-like. Um, mm-hmm. Ridiculous. But he doesn't he have ha- the run numbers. Oh, Dan's no. got it. He could have the run numbers, though. There's no one else in that backfield. Potentially. Uh, he's just never stayed healthy, I feel like. Dan? No, just last year. What's up, Dan? Um, so, uh, the list is not that updated, but from what I can tell, Golden Tate is currently out on the market, um, and so is Alshon Jeffrey. And then the rest of these guys, I mean, the next good available guy is Des Bryant. So, 
Not a mm. lot, it seems like, but I mean, Alshon Jeffrey would be good there. I, yeah, I kind of like Alshon Jeffrey there. I know with the Eagles, he was kind of washed up towards yeah. the end a lot, but I feel like in New Orleans, he could get the job done enough on the outside to the point he, where it could open up some underneath stuff, which they have a ton of guys for. Yeah. Also, Alshon Jeffrey has that drop in that game that was picked off by Lattimore. Sorry, Dan, I hate to bring it up, but I had to. Uh, yeah, so going back there, that'd be funny. Uh, uh, what was it, my turn? I think probably so. Uh, I went with Calvin Ridley with this pick. Um, I think this dude's going to be a top two fantasy wide receiver, if not one. Um, I absolutely love this guy. Uh, such a great year last year, like really broke out with Julio still there. Julio leaves. I get the broad in pits, but he's going to dominate the target share. You don't think in the back of Matt Ryan's head, he wants to throw it to Ridley every single time. I guarantee that's what he wants to do. Uh, he's going to face double coverages, but I still think he, this guy is so talented enough to have a terrific season. Uh, maybe 1,400 yards, 1,500 yards. Like, he's going to go off this season, maybe he, more. I know he missed a handful of games last year, still had 1,000 yards. And Julio was out for most of the year anyway, right. so he was playing as that number one. So right. he's definitely capable. Very capable. I think he's going late second. Uh, maybe I'm right on that. Mid-second? I took late. him in the second. It's a good pick. I, I think he's great. And I love what he did last year. I, I tried to get him, but I couldn't get him in any league. So fuck me. Um, gonna be great um time for the rant time for the rant newman yeah let me know when you're ready and i'll start the clock i'm ready fucking start that shit well we touched on it earlier but i want to just keep ranting on it ea my players are disappearing (laughs) i start the game with tyler lockett melvin melvin gordon and josh jacobs and three plays later i'm rolling with duke johnson and emmanuel sanders I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I'm fucking rolling out of the pocket with Jalen Hurts, and I got fatty fucking CJ Uzama out in the flat. <laughs> like that's that's unacceptable. Now I go to the the weekly strategy because I know Dan said it's a big hype or whatever, and I make sure all my players are getting the the appropriate reps, and they're all green and they're all pristine. And then no, it doesn't fucking matter. Because my running backs are never going to get a thousand yards when they're not in the fucking game. I think Tyler Lockett has played maybe two games for me out of the the nine that we've played so far. So like, what was the point of me even drafting him if he's not going to be on the fucking field and I have to throw to Geronimo Allison the entire fucking game? It's like it's ridiculous, and I hope it doesn't happen with my like my O line. God forbid, because I'd have oh, that'd be so funny. 61 overalls there it's, <laughs> it's just, just fucking ridiculous. Like, i feel like we got to get you also on this way. yeah i mean it's just yeah. so garbage it's really, really like, like Mostert, Mostert runs for like 50 <laughs> to 70 yards every first quarter and then just disappears <laughs> and like granted latavius murray had a monster game for me it had like 125 when he came in um but like it's just like where the fuck's this guy going like i was just playing a game Devontae adams is like a menace he I'm like spamming him at this point. He has almost a thousand yards in five games. He's just so good. And I go for a game winning drive and he's nowhere to be found. And I'm just stuck with scrubs like Nico Collins and Rashard Higgins dropping balls on a game winning drive. 
And I, I just want to know where they go. Like I go to my, my yeah, stuff and go try to, to put them back center. in and they're well, not they, there. They're not, they're not in the blue tent. Like where, well, where do they go? If you're Raheem Mostert, yeah, you sit with the defense for some reason because his expertise is really valuable. <laughs> and then our, our other uh, companion, CT, said he saw McCaffrey going out on special teams. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't happen to me, though. It's a garbage game. Which I don't get. Made what? by garbage creators. Well, why doesn't it happen to me then? I don't know. Literally, don't Antonio know. Gibson. I'm winning games 24 nothing when I lose 27 24. <laughs> That's fucked, dude. Uh, a few weeks ago, I won 42 31, and it says the finals 42 0. But all the stats for the other teams still count. Oh, actually? Yeah. Oh, so if you went in right now, it would still like. Yeah, it would show that, like. Uh, That's weird. Play? Play Played Who's our quarterback? Wentz? Yeah, Wentz. He had like no, it was Winston. It was Winston. Mm. Like Marlon Mack ran on me for like 150 and a couple scores. And like it would show that. But it says that they lost the game 24 nothing. So I get the win and they keep their stats. And you get no stats scoring 24 points. Yeah. <laughs> no, I get the stats. Oh, uh, oh, you get the stats for yourself. Yeah, oh, and they get their stats for oh. themselves. They just don't get the win. <laughs> right. Oh, that's weird. Well. Four and one stuff. Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking garbage. But yeah, that wraps this uh this lineup card. I thought it was a good one. A good uh series of NFL questions. So we'll be back with a new lineup card next week. Yes. Uh that wraps up the pod too. If there's anything else you guys want to add? I don't think anything. All right. There's no sports on boring. Yeah. Shame. Red Sox tonight. Nick Pavetta going against the Rays. Will he win, guys? Predictions. Yes. Let's go predictions real quick. Five oh, innings. Seven Ks, two earned. He's gonna get me some fancy points too. I need him. I think, I think he's only gonna go four innings, but we're gonna turn it over to to like Perez for three, and we're gonna win. <laughs> uh, I'll be optimistic, even though I'm usually the pessimistic one here. I'll say we win, but I think it's gonna be high scoring tonight. So Pavetta, probably five runs allowed over five, and it's probably gonna be a nine eight final. Me, I can't have that. My ERA will be up through the roof. Good. I'm trying to catch you. <laughs> then um I don't really know. I'm gonna say Pavetta only goes like four innings. It's gonna let up like four to five runs. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's ruthless. We're gonna lose. So that's not, that's not <laughs> That's Makes it. sense. Dan's, Dan, off, Dan's, Dan, off the Dan's the pessimistic one. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. Any, I don't like I mean, us against the Rays right now. I don't like us against. They've the won Rays. nine straight. They've won nine straight. So we're not letting it get to double digits. Nikki P, baby, let's go. Yeah, we'll see. You have them tonight. I, I, we'll see how he does for you, guys. I hope so. All right. Thanks for listening. Later. Later. Put your tears away. Ain't no fear today You can drive off towards that summertime sunset It's what you ain't done yet Take the keys, leave the regrets Write your letters, place your bets I'll be the one who accepts you know,